0: Hello, this is Mary Tarsha. I'm so happy to be with you today. And again, I have Dr. Darsha Narvais here. And we are talking about the evolved west. The evolved nest is not met in those early years. What are the consequences? How does it affect... Um, the community, the family, and this leads us to the cycle of competitive detachment. Uh, Dr. Narvaez, thank you so much for being here, and can you tell us a little bit about what happens when those critical components are be with you. met within the evolved Nest within those early years? Hi, Mary. Good to be with you again. Thank you. So let me just, at least
1: individually, go through the cycle. And as we start, uh, delve into them, uh, at least individually. So the first one is we start out very needy as babies. Uh, we should be in the womb another 18 months. And so those early uh, 18 months plus a couple more years really affect our neurobiology. And so if you don't get the nest, the evolved nest, things don't grow properly. They don't uh, develop in the way that's normal for our species. And so that gets carried into your psychosocial neurobiology. Your psychology is kind of skewed. Your socialities undermine. Your neurobiologies sort of uh, really aren't well that have illness and their social moral capacities are shaped to be more self-protective because that's what happens when you your body and brain and mind are just not well shaped you get more easily stressed and that shifts blood flow so you get more self-centered necessarily that's what happens um, and then th- those adults create cultures that continue this cycle. They're distracted, so they're not providing the nest to their mm-hmm. children. They're overwhelmed by whatever because they get stressed so easily, and maybe they want to control others, and so they get vicious about that, and, and, and things just don't go well, and the cycle then goes, gets worse because the animal studies show that if you have a poor mother, poor caregiver in early life, and you're a caregiver yourself later, you're worse than the caregiver you had. So Hmm. things tend to go in the wrong direction.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so what we're saying here is that early care really matters. Early experience is really important. And when, unfortunately, if you do not have a... um, early experiences that conform to these expected needs that um, uh, human infants have, then things kind of go awry. And the trajectory upon which that child then develops, both socially and neurobiologically, uh, tends to be um, atypical. For that, I think that's a really, and then this leads to um, as an adult even having difficulties. So, I mean, I think that's a really revolutionary um, understanding that there's now a lot of research, right, that is showing that these early experiences really matter. And what you're saying here is that it's um, more, uh, bigger, that it's not just affecting the individual, but the com- community as well.
1: Right, in the culture. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, in the culture. So can you take us through a little bit about um, what we see within that first component? So what does it mean to have a degraded nest, as you refer to? So
1: what happens in the nest is it's matched up. It, we evolved a schedule of the offspring, hmm. no matter which animal you are. And our needs are especially deep, intense, and lengthy, for developing our fullness as, uh, as an individual. So the, the nest components are touch. And so if you're left alone uh, in your crib or carrier or something that t- in, uh, for hours on end, things that are supposed to be developing that touch facilitates don't develop properly. So that's epigenetics for controlling anxiety. That's the vagus nerve, which uh, runs through all the systems of the body. Uh, and then you can have various problems because you weren't held enough. And there's recent studies showing that at the molecular level, you look developmentally delayed if you were not oh held goodness. as much in four months uh, and, and then looked at later. So There's just, and you can see in uh, pictures of neglected kids who are extremely neglected, that their head sizes are much smaller Hmm. than a regular child's head size. And that's an indicator, again, of neglect. Touch helps you grow. Touch builds um, uh, your DNA synthesis and
0: your growth hormones. Everything flows well when you're getting touched as a baby. Hmm. Interesting. So when we're talking about here, touch, it's all kinds of affectionate touch and right? different types of things, but even just being in physical contact with that loving caregiver. Yeah. And skin right? to
1: skin contact is particularly oh, okay. child around skin. Early on, the parents get to know starting to get restless. Their child, if they carry that child around skin to skin, it's mm. easier to realize, oh, they're starting to get restless. Oh, I should do something. Right. And so, yeah, it's rocking. The Kids need movement. Babies need to be moved and they expect that to be moving around, not just sitting someplace.
0: Okay, so that's one of the first um, components. And we, you're saying that um, when those needs aren't met, those individuals are more likely to develop anxiety?
1: Yes, right, because the epigenetic system that controls anxiety is was not set properly, and the the sensitive period has passed.
0: Okay, and what about the, the other components? So there's responsivity,
1: so that's again, means the the caregiver is responding to the needs of the child uh, promptly um, before the stress sets in. And so kids who are, are left alone to cry or, um, for example, sleep training, cry-it-out sleep training, this mm. is being unresponsive. And so what happens then is that's really early toxic stress, ELS, they call that. Wow. And, again, the systems then don't develop properly if that happens um, intensely or routinely and uh, various things can go wrong, like the stress response can be set to be hyperactive, or even, uh, again, the neurobiology is being established here. The body is figuring out what the parameters are mm-hmm. for its functioning and what's the normal threshold for reacting on this system, immune system, stress response, etc. And so if you stress a baby out with all these strange things, Unnestedness, the degraded nest, you're going to have a kid that's just at all dysregulated in the end. Right? Oh,
0: interesting. And so when we're talking about dysregulation. We're saying, really that stress response is about flexibility, being able to respond appropriately in the situation. And when this component of the nest is jeopardized in terms of responsivity, then you're really altering that stress response so that they're either too stressed or they're under-stressed. Um, they, right, that's what you're saying yeah. here. Right, interesting. right? And what about the other components? So breastfeeding is
1: another one, uh, and this is something that... Um, Unfortunately, people make profits off of kids using artificial food, and so hmm. uh, breastfeeding is undermined in the United States, in particular, uh, for various profit-raising r- reasons. And so, it's hard for moms to do it uh, because we don't have haven't set up our society to support breastfeeding, frequent, intense, long, uh, and so. So anyway, that's just a caveat. You right. know, I hate to make moms feel like it's all their fault that they're not breastfed. It's, it's the society's fault. And we should say that all these uh, NAS components are provided by a community of, of adults. It's not just moms or dads or uh, a nuclear family. It's the community that's supportive. So breastfeeding. I think that's a really good
0: point. Yes.
1: Yeah, we have to keep bringing that up. So breastfeeding... Uh, Uh, The Surgeon General in the United States put out a report in 2011 because of the concern that there wasn't enough breastfeeding going on, and it's linked to all sorts of health problems to have artificial feeding, Hmm. uh, and less intelligence, and hospitalizations if you have formula, on and on and on. We'll have to have a special show on that. So it's uh, also linked to more illness and not be as smart, essentially, is what, what the data are showing. Another one is soothing birth experiences. So if you've been traumatized at birth, that also imp- imprints you almost. We could almost say that with um, a sense of unsafety in the world and uh, feeling never okay after you know the trauma of being separated from your mother, uh, of time, any painful procedures, and so on. Play is another one. Uh, Babies are ready to play from birth, but sometimes they're in families that don't play or know how to play, Hmm. and so there is some evidence. Uh, Stuart Brown at the Institute for Play pointed out that in his research that guys—and this is kind of serious— uh, the, who didn't play, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, the, the serial killers he looked at mm. uh, had not played in childhood. My goodness. So there is something about uh, learning to control your aggression through play, right? And and not getting enough play can make you more aggressive. And unfortunately, adults don't recognize when kids are playing now. And some th- right. so playing right. is really important and um, aggressive, but they're trying to learn how to get along. You know, just not be as socially capable. Allo parents, allo mothers, other people taking care of a child are really important for the mother and the father to be responsive to their own child. They have to feel this child as much, probably won't play because she's so stressed out, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And she doesn't feel supportive. So these are really important for building a, a good neurobiology. And when that when you don't get them, then we shouldn't be surprised that you're going to have a species atypical outcome. This is just unusual to not provide these things for the young.
0: So what happens biological development is degraded, and then we're seeing a poor psychosocial neurobiological development that is atypical for our human species? What happens in adulthood? How does well, that- Let me just say what growth? it looks like. Sure. In
1: childhood, you'll have aggressive Good. kids. They'll get kicked mm. out of daycare, which uh, we have increasing numbers of kids being kicked out or they'll be on display attention deficit disorder. Now some people say that's um, because they're not playing enough hmm. because we don't, we've don't, uh, we taken out recess in many schools which is kind and of insane. Too, yes, right. And so you make kids sit still. They're going to look inattentive. Uh, and so you're going to have kids that are just dysregulated. They're very anxious or depressed. Even at this age, there's uh, epidemic in Australia of depressed babies, for example, oh and they do lots of sleep training there. So uh, so then uh, it's really something that you're going to carry through adolescence into adulthood is this uh, propensity for uh, anxiety. Stress response kicks in. So uh, if you don't feel safe routinely, Uh, Your stress response as a baby, your stress response system gets hyperactive and can easily get kind of – you're left to cry a lot and then uh, you're put into a kind of different, unfamiliar situation. (gasps) You're scared, right? Your stress response kicks in. You panic. You get mad or fearful or whatever and when that happens, the blood flow shifts away from your higher-order thinking. It, it actually physically, physiologically does that and mobilizes your muscle savior running away, right? Fight, flight. And if that doesn't work, then you start to freeze. To... But you've got kids then who, when they don't have the nests, proper nests, they will probably be stress reactive, hmm. and that's going to limit their ability to learn. Limit their ability to get along with others because they'll get offended easily. Aggressive kids think uh, an accidental being bumped into accidentally is on purpose, you know, and you'll you'll almost be paranoid
0: that hmm. the
1: world's out to get you because you never really felt safe and you never feel safe the rest of your life unless maybe you take drugs, which is
0: related, you know, to how you deal with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking about um – you know, how difficult that is both for the child and the family and the parents. And then again, as we're talking that it really is a difficult uh, difficulty that just has a ripple effect within the child, within the classroom, you know, and it goes on out, right? Yeah, so you end up with children
1: who don't get along very well, who are uh, irritating to their peers, so they're not going to be part of the in-group or the popular group, or even you know just getting through school. And you're Difficult
0: gonna... on the teacher,
1: yes, right. and adults who want to control them and want to drug them because they're such a pain in the neck <laughs> at home yes. or at school, yes. right? So, right. and then you end up with uh, adolescents who are kind of aimless and maybe lack motivation in part because they haven't had the nest all along. Transition to adulthood that's meaningful. And then you end up with adults who are uh, not well. They're very self-centered because they're stress-reactive. They feel maybe angered. Uh, They feel easily um, uh, maybe angered or fearful. And they are not going to be open-minded or open-hearted. They'll be more likely to uh, take up uh, ways of being dominant over others, or submissive. Hmm. So what happens when your stress response doesn't work properly in other systems of your body is that you only know you you have to use a script for getting along with others. So you're going to you know want someone to tell you you want to be stronger than whoever's there to you know so that you feel safe cuz you're in charge hmm. or you with you submit to someone you feel safe around, maybe a bully,
0: and you just give in. Right, so a sense of being dominated or dominating then yeah. is a place of So sadomasochism in wow. a way, yeah. Wow, wow.
1: So it kind of messes up your flexibility. You can't be flexible. You're flipping into oppositionalism because you're going to be, uh, you know, aggressive to stay safe or you're uh, flipping into withdrawal and you can flip between them in order to save s- s- stay safe and so you never have that flexible attunement, which is part of being a smart
0: intelligent effective creature so you're already that uh, way of relating or that disposition then becomes even more difficult in a new work environment or um, a new family member is part of the the family or community or when then things change uh, within stress immediate or then larger Community. This disrupts everything and really stresses that individual out because it's a new experience, right? Right.
1: And your physiology is such that it reverberates for a long time. So you're unable to calm yourself down very quickly, which would happen in a normally well-developed person. But instead, it reverberates, and you're you're just mad for a long time or scared for a long time because your systems of
0: self-control. We're not regulation then also becomes out of whack right when you're saying it's very um, a species typical that there' are time to reconnect with the community those around you then is soothing and you're able to Uh, process and overcome that but then when we're having a degraded nest the ability to self-regulate becomes problematic not only in childhood but then also then as an adult right so then um, many maybe small difficulties or petty things become larger and larger and larger
1: and we should say, too, point out that it's the nest is particularly important for boys. Mm. So boys who are unnested, or have a worse nest, are actually worse off because girls have more built-in resilience. Uh, that's just the way they're biologically made. And so boys need more of the nest than girls. They need more breastfeeding. So why is that? Yes, <laughs> That's just the way their bodies are. They have less built-in. And so you can see, then, that you have guys who fly into a rage. Uh, and, or fly into withdrawal, right, from uh, situations. Instead of just being a, a, available and present, emotionally present to whatever's happening, no, they suddenly get really mad or sure. they just
0: shut up and stonewall, right? So that's a sign that there's something not quite right. Well, it's interesting. And so do you think that also, um, some important in terms of timing or something like that, do you Yeah, think
1: that's boys. Uh, yeah, boys develop more slowly. And so they, they they need longer, more nest over a longer period. And they need much more guidance. So uh, their hemispheres are not as well connected at birth as girls, for example.
0: So then how, in just the last few moments that we have, how does this then contribute to the larger uh, society, the culture at large? So I, I suggest that when you don't have the
1: the evolved nest. When you have a degraded nest, you're going to then have uh, individuals with poor psychosocial neurobiology as children, but then they bring that into adulthood. Their adulthood, they never fully mature. They get kind of stuck in different places depending on where the stress or trauma happened. And then they have limited capacities, uh, limited in in this uh, flexible attunement morality that I talk about, the engagement ethic and the communal imagination. And instead, then, they they build cultures that match up with their own experience. They're distracted by easily, you know, emotionally not present, just dissociated from what's going on. And go into your, you know, intellect, for example, and we professors are really good at that, (laughs) you know, just thinking about things and not feeling them, right, or not being present. Or the adults are overwhelmed, things just... (gasps) They can't take it, and they just can't cope very well, so they need some of their children to help them. Or they over-control, and they want to, you know, helicopter their parent or their children. You know, you should helicopter when they're babies. But when they're older, the children should be on their own as much as possible and let them develop their own spirits and their own ways of being. But adults who are stressed out, adults who are, you know, not species-typical, are going to want to control something to feel safe.
0: Well, and just thinking about how uh, that also is so difficult for the whole culture, but also for that adult. So now they've had these negative experiences that have just built upon um, compacting negative experiences. And then here they're in the uh, last few decades of the next generation. They're overwhelmed with uh, the experiences from their past and th- their own neurobiology, in a sense, is failing them, <laughs> right? And so leads to over-controlling or very self-centered. Yeah.
1: yeah. So when you feel an, a certain emptiness, uh, that you're, you have a hole in your soul, really, when hmm. you don't get consumerism, you know, eat. So you're trying to fill it, and so you want to, you'll be more or, uh, attracted to consumerism. You know, eat, eat, eat. Bye bye bye, hoard, hoard, hoard to fill that hole which never gets filled because the timing is off, right? It's too late in a way, yes. unless you go through deep therapy, which you can do which we'll have to talk about another time Yes. Uh, but, uh, and then you create cultures that are oriented to this kind of restlessness of grabbing and oh, hoarding and taking from others mm. and you're never really emotionally present and on the earth here in this place you are kind of in this rat race and that seems normal to you and mm. it seems fine because you're so panicked you can't really be here now as a emotional full being because there's holes in you
0: wow so i'm really lacking the ability to be present in the moment yes Wow, this is a, just absolutely fascinating and really helps us have an understanding of making sense of what we've experienced in our own lives and our own families, uh, also the world around us. And I know that happened when the um, evolved nest is degraded and those important things. Um, experiences are not provided and but we will have uh, more podcasts and more interviews where we talk about what we can do at each step if those experiences weren't provided so there is a lot that we can do going forward no matter what stage you are at and development and remember this is not our species typical way of being Mm.
1: so we can get back to our species typical way of cooperatively
0: um, being companions for one another Yes. Beautiful. All right. Thank you for joining us. More next time.